Hey, it's Jesse here with another episode of Story Mode, a video game podcast. On the show this week, Simon and I are joined by Dalek Options' very own Joel to discuss Starfield, Resident Evil, and Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Be sure to keep up to date with us on all your socials by following Story Mode AUS and keep up to date with all the gaming news that matters on StoryModeGaming.com. Now, let's get on with the show. Whoa! Whoa! That's like John Howard. John Howard going down a roller coaster. <laughs> that is his life. <laughs> Get me off this crazy thing. <laughs> I'm from the Jetsons, apparently. <laughs> the amount of times this part, po- I'm pretty sure the f- like one of the first episodes we have recorded, I went into a long rant about the Jetsons and how it was fucked. Yeah. The intro thing was fucked up because the dad, George Jetson, if you will, falls on a on a treadmill in space and he should be dead. Something to that effect. Yeah. That's or fair. something about wanting to bang the robot maid. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're just, we're just rolling with it's, that, are we? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This is how we're starting. <laughs> <laughs> you did say you were going to bring some weird energy to this. So I won a coloring competition when I was a kid to um to go see like a live stage performance and it was like, one half was the Jetsons and one half was the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like one of my earliest Like memories. Gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah. Interval was really interesting. Um, all the fans from both sides were just like. But, yeah, I don't know why it's a memory I just photo. carried with me. So I remember winning this colouring competition. I won a colouring competition when I was younger. Um in, in K-Zone magazine. Ooh, K-Zone. For Ang Lee's The Hulk. Oh, no, the color in The Hulk. So what I would do is every day I'd come home from school, and I'd go over a little bit, okay? You know, you used to get, you used to do a little bit of a borderline with uh, with some texter, and you color it in with pencil. Right. Now, I think there's two reasons I won. I drew the Hulk's eyes red because he was angry. But also, I lied about my age. <laughs> I was 11, and I said I was nine. <laughs> so for an 11-year-old, the drawer, the coloring in was fine, adequate. Yeah. For a nine-year-old, holy shit, like an there's impressive. an artist here. Yeah. I, tr- I tricked him. I, I was notorious for winning when I was younger as well, like, and I'm like, like high school age, um, radio competitions in my hometown. So That's much cool. to the uh, So much to the point where they had to bring in a rule that was like, okay, you can't, you can't enter more than once. Like, you can't win more than once, uh, like, I think a month or something. So I started calling up with different names. Um, and, uh, yeah, it worked. I, I won a yellow card pack on the radio. Ooh. And it was a signed skateboard, um, a signed bag, which I saw you all the time. Some like, like a big art print and like l- not lights and sounds, paper wings sign. Nice. Um, but I was also meant to win tickets to the show. Now there was no rules. And Nova 100, if you're listening to this, you sons of bitches, you owe me a ticket to see yellow card, okay? <laughs> because there was no rules about the age limit, okay? They didn't say anything on the radio. Mm. And then a few days later, I'm like, hey, where's me tickets, you nerds? Okay, give me my double pass. And they're like, oh, it's an overage show. I'm like, oh, Okay, and then nothing happened. And then a year later, I'm just like, where did those tickets go then? That sucks. Like, shouldn't I, shouldn't I have still won the tickets and then been able to sell them? That's Yeah. 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 Fitzy and or Whipper, call me. 
That's <laughs> yeah, I that's swear rough. to God, you're gonna hear my yeah, Nova one hundred enemies of the show. Or it could have been right. Fox. I don't know. One of you, one of you fools. <laughs> This is why I Look, listen to Spotify and, yeah, you know. Just ensure Australian Apple music radio, and such. okay? Australian I, radio is terrible. I, I'm I'm old now. because hey, you apologize to Hamish and or Andy right now, you son of a bitch, okay? <laughs> I realized that I'm old the other day because I found out that I really enjoy listening to Gold FM. <laughs> that's, it, that's it. That's a sign. I was, like, like, I was like, oh, it's all downhill from here. Like You're retiring in two weeks, aren't yep. you? <laughs> I turned it over and they were doing like, like they were like all eighties weekend and I'm like ah, fuck yeah let's go this is great yeah like, oh no dude in a few years time you're gonna turn on and they're like oh here's here's the new one from the ups that's Green Day yeah exactly and they're gonna play Dookie and it's like <laughs> this is the best I fucking love that that'd be great yeah mm. just hear, dear mother can you hear me whining and I'm like yeah. I was I wore my red really, for a reason today that was a really good impression I've got to give you that holy shit. I went through a great. really big Green um, Day face. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Yeah. Same here. They were my first. They were my first. The first band I loved. Yeah. First album I bought was it was um Dookie. So a nice. My boys. Uh, wait. They were my boys. They don't exist anymore, as far as I'm concerned. Because the last album is maybe the worst album I've ever heard. I uh, it's Twenty uh, First Century Breakdown. I think was the last one I attempted to listen to. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Listen to the new album if you just want to hate yourself. It's oh. rough. If you want a good song, you guys know Jimmy Eat World, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, the boys. Have you listened to their latest song, their latest single? What's it called? Uh, it is called Something Loud. Okay. And it is brilliant. It is like classic they, they the- Jimmy. Have you seen them live? I haven't. It is. They, oh, dude. I, I they're saw a band them, I want to I go see live. I've three, four times. Oh, man. What a band. Absolutely love them. This, fuck games. Let's just talk about music for the next <laughs> nine I, I'm, in, I'm into that. I mean, I'm right. I'm 100%. I am riding high on that good things lineup announcement. Like, I'm just like, it got me through work it's yesterday. I tell you what. Oh, but Got then if we're going to talk about music and not video games, I know all my Monster Hunter t-shirt for nothing and I have Lucent Naga true. Cougar as my background for no reason, Jesse. We can't let this go <laughs> to you waste. know, on this, on this audio medium, <laughs> you know they count for nothing, right? Yeah, but we also, <laughs> we also stream it live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I set them up, you knock them down, baby. That natural brand integration, I love it. Synergy. Which affiliate. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just chucking out this, these tweets before we actually go live and do the thing. Before we actually start recording our podcast that we do. Yes, that's a good <laughs> point. I took a photo of us. I'm going to post it. Fantastic. I hope someone looks terrible in it. It's probably me. I probably I that. do. Oh, okay, excellent. Do I have a pedophile moustache? I mean, uh, there's no, there's no other uh, way around. No, it. there's not. You're right. <laughs> uh, the only thing I got good I've got going for me is my my gray, like grayish beard that I've got coming through. I'm coming. For, that is a good beard. I'm coming for Brendan White. That's, <laughs> I got. There's no way I hope you, I'm ever gonna fucking reach that. You do have similar beards, though. Okay, I can see that. Little streaks there. You're like the like the multiverse Brendan White now. I'm the Aldi Brendan White. <laughs> Aldi special buys, Brendan White. Cheap, cheap yet delicious. 
Yeah, does the job. <laughs> does, does, yeah, it gets it done. Yeah, it gets Look, it when done. you're hungover, you'll settle for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this reaches him. <laughs> oh, we'll force my Keelan, cut this cut these parts of the show itself. <laughs> <laughs> now speaking of Keelan, you may be wondering, hey, where's Keelan's voice? Well, that's a good question. He's come down with a severe case of E non-E3, E3 week fever. Or he just had a really bad migraine. One of the one of the two. So he's bailed, but we were joined by the beautiful, the illustrious. The multi-talented, the multi-instrumental, world's second best Billy Joe Armstrong impersonator, the first being Billy Joe himself nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Jolly Mac from the Dialogue Options podcast. Hello. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here. Having a good time. I'm glad you are. It's always a pleasure to have you. Yes, thank you. Um, can we? It's a big week. It is. I, I still don't know what to call this week because I, I refuse to call it Summer Games Fest because I feel like Summer Games Fest is one aspect of it. I think Keith, it Key 3 is the, the one I've been seeing kicked around. As in like Keely. Key 3 Key, is like Key Keely. 3, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I like All that. Right. I like that. I think GameSpot got t-shirts. I do like Jeff. I think GameSpot got t-shirts made. And I saw Tim. I'm, I'm a big Hussein. fan of um, Jeff. He's got good energy. Yeah. Yes, Tamor was talking about them. Yeah, and he, he got a photo with Jeff wearing one. It was very funny. Friend of the show. Loved him. I've decided. That's the best thing about podcasts. You can just say anyone's a friend of the show, enemy of the show. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters, guys. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> really, I've, I haven't had much sleep this week. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of sugar in this drink, so. Woo! I've got. Let it go. I've got coffee with some sugar in it as well, so. Mm, I've got. Enough of it is, paper boy. Raspberry Fanta with no sugar, so. Mm hmm. All of our diabetics listening are going, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to represent. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. We that's what we brought you on. We just wanted to, we just wanted to tick that box of that demo. We Finally aim to be an inclusive forward. podcast, okay? Yeah. Finally, diabetics <laughs> in games media. I mean, gosh, it's about time. Actually, that's a point. That could be There would really be poor. Look, I'm sure there is. As somebody who's, who's no doubt pre-diabetic, <laughs> I would say there's, there's a bit of crossover in that Venn diagram, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's okay. fair. I'm right on the. I'm right on that line. And this drink is not helping. This drink <laughs> may have just tipped me over the edge. It, yeah, I, that's I, it. That's um, the one. I can't do anything about mine, so I can. I can go for a run. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! But, Steady on. I didn't say I'm going to. Simon, <laughs> calm down. Oh, it's still me, buddy. It's still me. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, it's worried. I may have this real shitty moustache. <laughs> underneath it, it's the st- same Jesse Munro you love and loathe. Okay, perfect, brilliant. <laughs> Equal measures. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is part two of our key three coverage. Um, a few days ago, we spoke about the Bethesda showcase. We spoke about Redfall and Starfield and. Diablo 4 and yada yada yada. All these games that we get to play in the next 12 months. Well, briefly, Joel, what did you think of that show? Um, I thought it was really good. I I sort of, it's hard because I, I haven't watched it all again in full because I watched half of it while my wife was driving to work and I was in the passenger seat and then because <laughs> we were taking the car for the whole thing. We have we only have one car and we needed it for the day. She was working. Anyway, and I came home and watched the rest of it at home, um, but I was skipping through some parts that were maybe a little bit too violent for my son. 
Um, so okay, yeah, fair. I yeah, like I've, I've seen bits and pieces, and I've gone back and rewatched the things that I really cared about. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really great. I there, there were some really fun things in there. The fact that it is stuff that's coming out in the next twelve months is very exciting. Um, I got pretty interested by the fact that Silk Song was there, and oh my god, oh, looks so <laughs> blew my mind. And then, um, and then the Persona announcement was just beyond insanity. Like that was the one that made me go, oh my god! Like as someone who hasn't played Persona Three yet and really wants to, um, this <laughs> might be the the best way I'm going to be able to play some form of it. So that mm. was pretty exciting. Hmm. That is good stuff. Yeah, I I was quite impressed with the showcase and uh, Bethesda and Xbox said, "Hey, you guys want more? You want an extended showcase?" Um, that's what we got. What Wednesday morning night? You know that weird time when no one should be awake. Yep. Um, we got that. Now I was thinking that hey, and this is more me being idealistic. I thought hey, one showcase will be what we get to play in the next twelve months. And then the next one, they can be a little bit wilder and go fully three. Here's a bit of uh, wild speculation for you guys. You know, make of this what you will. That's always fun. That's my, one of my favorite parts of E3. No, it wasn't that. It was literally just the same Bethesda showcase, but longer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to complain too much. We got some deep dives into some games, and we got some questions we had about one in particular answered. Or we got, sorry, we got some questions answered, but then we have more questions now. Yeah, mm-hmm. just as many questions. So, last up. episode. Last episode, we, we ended with Starfield. So let's start this one with some Starfield. I've got some points of interest um, that came up when uh, Todd God Howard was interviewed. We'll go through them. I want to hear your impression on these ones, lads. First up, Todd Howard has confirmed that in Starfield, you won't be able to leave the atmosphere of a planet and fly into space in your newly crafted spaceship. Um, quote, he believes it. Really just not that important to the player. So we've got a thousand explorable planets, but there's going to be, I'm going to say a load screen, but there probably won't be. Well, one of those cases where the, the hardware is that insane yeah. that they have to put it in one in there artificially. It'd just be like a yeah. flash, whatever it needs to be. But we're not going to be able to leave the planet. Now, I've said in multiple podcasts, as a big No Man's Sky fan, one of my favorite moments in recent game history is was leave my first planet in No Man's Sky. You work really hard to get all the various MacGuffins to make your ship fly. You've got really sick of that, you know, that small area that you explored and yet you felt safe to to go beyond. And then you break the bonds, the surly bonds of the earth. Yep. And you go to punch the face of God and you break through the cloud and suddenly the scope of this game's open to you. Now, A Thousand Planets sounds amazing in Starfield, but I feel like this is a, this feels like an it artificially shrinks the game. I don't. F- I feel like I'm playing a bunch of different levels now. That's just me. What do you guys mm. think of not being able to leave the planet? It's. I think Todd has underestimated how much the little things like that are what brings a game like this together. Mm-hmm. Because. I mean, like, you you saw it in in Skyrim, going into a city. You walk up to the gate, you open the door, you go through a load screen, you appear on the other side of the door, and then all the NPCs, all of their dialogue happens at once, and you're like, fuck. 
some one of my favorite mods ever for Skyrim was open cities. They just removed the loading zone, removed the doors, and you just literally walk straight in. Yes, it took yeah. a bit more of a toll on the hardware, and you know, obviously, I get why when the PS3 and Xbox 360 still existed. I understand why they put the loading zone in. That makes perfect sense. But the hardware can handle it. This is something that means a weird, like, a weird amount to people. I love it. I used to play Space Engine all the time. And I would often just sit there and have, like, an existential crisis because Space Engine is crazy and the, the universe is fucking scary. And I love it. And one of my favorite things would, would be, uh, you know, you start off looking at Earth and you go land somewhere in Earth and then you slowly lift off and you see the atmosphere fade. And you see the blue of the sky slowly fade to a black of space and you get like this pale blue line and it looks incredible. It's so fun and it just makes you go, oh, that's that's gorgeous. That's just a gorgeous little moment. And when I did play No Man's Sky, although I didn't enjoy my time as much as you, Jesse, I absolutely loved that moment as well. That moment where you lift off and you're like, oh, there it is. Like, that's it. You've that. It's almost a liberating moment, for lack of a better yeah, term. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. You, I, I, feel like, I feel like Todd's underestimating it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's um, for a company like Bethesda, especially like mainline Bethesda studios that are so tend to, I guess, maybe not directly, but like tap themselves as like, you know, leaders in immersion and things like that. This is something that breaks that immersion because mm. it's taking you out of that moment, even if it is for like a second or two and then putting you back in. And that's long enough to be like, oh, cool, I'm playing a video game. And I'm not yeah. expecting it to like transport me away and maybe completely sucked into the screen or anything like that. But, yeah, you're right, Si. It's, it's, it's those little things that really add to that level of immersion that people want from these types of games. So, yeah, it's a bit iffy. I don't know. Well, the last game I played that had, like, a spaceship in it was um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Which, if you haven't played it yet, do it. Yes. They're a very good game. That's on yeah. Game Pass soon, isn't it? They are very, very now. tightly scripted, you know created worlds you're not even going to world to world you're getting level to level so having these cut screens between them made sense but you're in like hyperspace and yada 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 same with um fallen order mm-hmm. same thing yep you're just in your ship you can walk around and stuff like that that makes sense in those games because they're very narrative driven this is meant to be an exploration mm. game yeah don't split everything up with doors and it, i don't know it feels like a bit of bit of a uh Bit of a weird one, especially when you're going to have to go through some sort of screen. I don't want to say a loading screen because I don't think it's going to be a yeah. loading screen. Uh, you fucking hope not. It's just going to be, you know, Bethesda style, just like a floating orb or like a helmet and you can spin around like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks. Um, But like considering that a lot of these plant- plants will probably be resource dumps, having to go through that monotony to go to them as well. And look, I'm also a really big fan of landing into new atmospheres because when you break through that cloud cover and you get to see what the planet is in No Man's Sky, yeah, can be fascinating. Like mm. the amount of times I've gone through and suddenly you see a goddamn flying space whale because that their thing now. Um, <laughs> or you know you're in a space battle and you come in hot and you're like dodging things. It's sick. Yeah. Anyway, Todd, if you're listening, fix your shit. And also, dude, those other games you Next mentioned, uh, they they don't have. You're not 
one to one controlling the ship, like in Fallen Order and Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. It made sense because like the ship was like a hub almost. Like it wasn't yeah, a, exactly. a ship. This is like, no, you're building this ship from scratch, essentially, and it's gonna be potentially your like portable home base, really. So yeah. And it's so weird, it's like you can control your ship in the vastness of space, but not in the relatively small gap between the planet's surface and the end of the atmosphere. It it's the Look, get rid of 500 planets and put them in. Yep. Yeah. Like, if it's that hard. Yeah. Agreed. Get rid of planets. We're fine with that. Um, speaking of the size of the game, Starfield's main quest is about 20% bigger than previous Bethesda games like Fallout 4 and Skyrim. Uh, old mate Todd said that it would take around 34 hours to complete without stepping away to do side content. But that's about what I expected. I, look, games are too long. I'm not going to do the main quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I rarely finish main quests in Bethesda games because there's no point. I'm hoping for some very good side quest. That's the thing. That's something that Bethesda does very well. Yeah. I, I feel kind of iffy on that. I'm like, mm, I would like it to be more substantial, but at the same time, I'm like, is it going to be worth the trouble anyway? Because yeah. I've completed... I, I've gone. I think... No. <laughs> like, <laughs> with main quest, Bethesda don't do main quests well. I, I, I've never enjoyed it in their main quest. However, this it's their side quest. You play them for the side quest. It's like when you talk to mm. people about like Fallout Three, I don't talk about it in the main. I can't even remember it, but I remember rigging that election <laughs> and then blowing out that guy's tumor. Uh, no, nice. you know, I remember dumb shit. I remember blowing up Megaton, like absolutely, Ooh. and standing standing at ten penny on top of ten penny tower and like that watching, wasn't watching it. Through, uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> I kind of you hope this game bastard. has that moment, and you you like Death Star a planet. Oh my that'd god, cool. that'd be great. Actually, Ooh, that would yeah, be okay. cool. Look, look. All right, but there's I've come around. <laughs> Play it safe. Give us the greatest hits, but ramp them up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, okay. make make them like a planet-sized event instead of just like cuz Skyrim's main quest line was fine. I've completed it maybe about 3 or 4 times. I've played that game god knows how many. And I actively try and avoid doing the main quest for as long as possible now, just because yeah. of the way it is. And it's, you know, cool, whatever. But, yeah, having having the fun things to explore and you sit there and go, oh, shit, that is actually really cool. Give that to me, but make it like a, oh, shit, that whole planet's really cool. I can do so much shit on that planet that's going to fuck with everything. I'm going to break the economy because this is a planet full yeah. of gold or diamonds or whatever, right? Whatever the currency is going to be. Who cares? It's full of credits. Who knows? It's, it's a space credits. game. It's probably it's fucking space credits, game. It's, it? credits. It's, it's always credits. It's fucking yep. credits. It's always fucking credits. Well, <laughs> look, speaking of planets, in our last episode, we were concerned about the thousand planets. How many are they going to be handcrafted? How many will be procedurally generated? We don't have exact numbers on that. However, uh, Toddly Howard has confirmed that it'd be clearly signposted what planets are of interest aren't just resource farms essentially uh quote we have done more handcrafting in this game content wise than any game we've ever done which i look i don't mind this it's to avoid you kind of just like going to an empty planet and wasting your time thinking that there'll be a bunch of stuff in it it'll be interesting to see how they do the signposting yeah of course but But then look it's a lot of people are just like oh how are you going to populate a thousand planets with interesting stuff look in our galaxy Let's just take our solar system. I, I went on this rant last episode as well. There's one, maybe two interesting planets. I'm not including Earth. 
Okay. One's real hot. Mercury. That's pretty cool. And Venus, apparently, that's where women come from. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean, just to find out. Also, one of them's Uranus. I made that trick last episode, though. Not every plan's going to be interesting. That kind of adds to the realism. Yeah. Being said, I would like some interesting, like, uh, landscapes there. It's like massive valleys. Like, if you give me a big planet and have a big fucking storm on it, like Jupiter, cool. Oh, sorry, Saturn. Whichever one has a big storm. Jupiter. Probably both of them. Oh, they're, they're both with their issues. Um, <laughs> I'd be interested. In I'm like, I'll go, you know, you oh, you don't exactly break through the atmosphere. You load up the atmosphere. You see this big storm. It's like, oh, sick. All right, I'm out. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Even just like a nice vista, like this land and be like, this looks pretty. All right, peace. I'm out. <laughs> mm, pretty. I, I just want to remind you of the Bethesda game. Yeah, I thought we'd throw around the P okay. word. Well, okay. Actually, look, I would. I would. They're personally, definitely going to introduce a photo mode here. I would yeah. personally disagree with that slightly because I think, in terms of like physical location, not like character models or anything like that. Like, no, um, but like location and scenery. Skyrim, I think, vanilla still holds up quite nicely. I think it does look gorgeous in a few spots. Um, but I don't know. In a way that makes me the whole. Oh, we've handcrafted more stuff actually makes me more concerned because that means to me that their procedural generation stuff is more likely to be a bit boring. If they want to make that clear Uh, distinction, cool, fair enough, I get that. But at the same time, it means that by default, something's going to be significantly more boring. And like, mm, I don't know, I just, I don't love it. Also, you're saying like, oh, space is boring. I massively disagree because space is fucking wild and like, yeah. what sort of planets? In, in are we reality, have? Yeah. yes. In reality, it, it is. In it's reality, bashing. human humans don't deserve to be in space because <laughs> it's far too cool. We shouldn't let the biggest, richest loser into space, Elon. Okay, he doesn't deserve it. No. Okay, no, he doesn't. The rest of us kind of do. <laughs> um, but I, I guess it's also one of the things like when you think, oh, the other planets are there. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be so much to do in this game that you're not going to really notice the boring stuff. Every game has massive areas of boring. Okay, I'm going to take, for example, Breath of the Wild. One of the greatest gaming worlds ever created. One of my favorite games of all time. There are massive areas that look fine, but there's nothing for a while. Yeah. That's fine. It's just filler. That's that's cool. But it I'm, fleshes out the world and it makes the interesting things more interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the I'm thing not is, is that too it's, stressed about that personally. But in a way, I feel like that's quite justified because they it's like, hey, this is a genuine wasteland. Like this is post-apocalyptic. There was, you know, a cataclysmic uh, event. Don't get me. Years ago. Don't get me side on that because very little in that game said this is post-apocalyptic, unless you're close enough to the castle. Everyone's life. Was pr- I set up a functional town. It's all right. Okay. It was 100 years. It's okay. It's plenty yeah, of time. I'm it's just putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. Okay. Yeah, I set up a functional town with an economy. Okay. They sold, <laughs> sold swords and shields and potatoes just, and all sorts of things. You're not aware as to how time works. <laughs> I have no care for time. I'm all for spacemen myself. <laughs> okay. um, moving on. Uh, while there are a thousand planets, there's only actually going to be four main cities the biggest of which is New Atlantis. We got a bit of a look at that in the initial trailer. Um, it's the home of the Constellation Faction, which Todd Howard describes as NASA meets Indiana Jones meets 
The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, I'm assuming he's, he's referring to the graphic novel. Yeah, surely, okay, right. Which is an acclaimed surely. piece of literature by Alan Moore. I have a soft spot for the fucking dumb shit film, though, because I've watched it so many times hungover. I've never seen Great. it. I just this, can't do it. Oh, man. There's a part where they're trying to sink Venice by blowing up all the struts underneath the city, and to stop the domino effect of explosions, they set an explosion off further down the chain. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> that doesn't make doesn't any sense. Speed up the process. But then, but then there's like Captain Nemo and his his big boat thing looks like a big knife. And a moment at one point he's praying to the goddess of death, and it's never explained. He's so fucking cool. So I hope that some of that shit in this game. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you can also practice the culinary arts, work on your ship, and um, yeah, just explore the place. How it is promising New Atlantis will be Bethesda's biggest bustling RPG city yet. Which is a big call because Bethesda's made some pretty big cities. Yeah. I think four cities isn't much. But if, if they're like four big cities, and I don't know why my, the size comparison is Night City in Cyberpunk. Yeah. If we have four cities of that size and then we have smaller ones elsewhere, nah, perfectly okay with that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm, I've sort of hit a point where and it's just chiming in on the like games are too long argument again now where I'm just like, I see something like that and I'm just like, oh, okay, that's manageable. I can, I can, uh, I can, I can stick with that. That, that seems tolerable where it's just like there's infinite worlds and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I just don't have the time. Infinite possibilities. Yeah. No, give me like 10. No. Give me 10 possibilities. It's like, uh, sorry, you do that over uh, there. I'm going to go back here and play Into the Gungeon for the umpteenth time. Like, <laughs> It thematically makes a bit of sense, though, because yeah. the game's about exploration, constellation. Oh, Simon's out. Simon's done with. Oh. Oh, okay. Wow. Spicy. <laughs> oh, I think his internet just cut out. It will drop back in eventually. I didn't mean to offend if not, him. I'm so baby, sorry. It's just, it's, just, it's just you and I, I just, and I'm not... For anyone watching us on twitch.tv forward slash AUS, I am not fixing those cameras. <laughs> I am drunk. Too much Midori. Where oh, am I? No. Um, now what, what I was going to say is because the whole plot is Constellation are the last group of explorers who want to explore the cosmos, it makes sense that a lot of places aren't bustling hubs because if they were, they've been explored. Right. Yep. And it kind of doesn't work. So, okay, it makes sense. I guess, you know, now that I've actually mentioned that, it almost makes sense that a lot of these planets are going to be just barren because mm-hmm. the the impact, even story-wise, of then finding one of those Goldilocks planets yep. is going to hit really hard. Oh, yeah. And, like, being uh, just a barren wasteland, well, we're saying barren. It could just be a very, very lush, procedurally generated um, planet. Doesn't mean it doesn't have enemies on it. We saw yeah. some really cool monsters and stuff. And you, know, you get a few plants, monsters, fight them off, get shitty resources from them, sweet. And then when you find that other planet with, you know, life on it, and they they speak, they look completely different. They speak a different language. That's gonna be a very cool moment. Yeah, I, I um, like the idea of it, like exploring, like landing on a planet and just be, it being like it has been previously occupied, but has long since been extinct. Of you know, intelligent life and just like walking through like a ghost town of a planet. Like that sounds awesome. That sounds really cool. I'd love a moment if you go to, a, you find like a ruined city, you know, thousands of years it's been abandoned 
and you find that there were people like you trying to explore. You found like an older version of Constellation. Yes. Oh my God. Imagine you land on a planet, you go through everything and you find a sign that says NASA. Oh. Oh my God. I was thinking. Todd, call me, baby. I was thinking too, if you land on a planet, you're like, oh, all these people, are, you, you hit this button on a console and it opens up a giant vault and people are just like, are we safe to come out now? And they like tie in Fallout somehow, like or reference Fallout in some way. Like that'd be kind of cool. I I would be a oh man. We should write. Yeah. You go to a Skyrim planet and there's something called the throat of the world. And you're like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm diving in head first, baby. You land. You land your ship. The door opens. There's a talking dog there asking you to do something. Like I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> no thanks. Oh. Um. Speaking of space, though. One of the coolest parts of this trailer, I think, is the space battles because I'm a sucker for a good space oh, battle. Yeah. And I was hoping that these would be quite in-depth and sound like they are. Uh, Todd has confirmed that spaceships will have a limited power supply, which I'm a big fan yep. of, um, which can be routed into three different weapon systems. So there's going to be that balance, that real Star Trek balance of shields and first weapons. Um, uh, engines, shields, a gravity drive that will lay to dodge in space. And I think the coolest part of this is you can dock, in the spaceship terms, you can dock with other people board their ships that's cool. um or just steal them so you can become a full-on space space pirate Hell that yes. sounds pretty fun that thing that immediately makes me excited about the whole option of being a pirate and actually being able to do space pirate things because hey space pirates are fucking cool yep all right space is cool pirates are cool Put them together space pirates even cooler i don't think pirates are cool i'm gonna put it out there i don't think they're cool they are scurvy although Fun fact. Let's talk okay, about real pirates, Jesse. For On the weekend, modern day pirates are terrifying. They're, they're, get out of here, okay, with your hijacking Captain Phillips' ship and such. <laughs> um, on the weekend, I went to a, a distillery. Jimmy Rum. If you want to sponsor the show, Jimmy Rum, you're more than welcome <laughs> to. But I did a rum testing. It was really fun. And they were talking about how, um, how much rum a pirate used to drink. And they used to get three drinks of rum per day. And it was basically a glass that was like half lemon-lime juice for scurvy. Right. Uh, sorry, a, a third lemon-lime juice for scurvy, water, and then rum. So a third of each. So in a day, a single pirate would go close to drinking an entire bottle of, of rum. Jesus. Nice. Um, because it used to be kind of in your favor if you're a captain to have everyone a little bit tipsy because they're going to be a bit more malleable. You can boss them around. Right. True, that is true. Yeah. Makes sense, yeah. That's, Joel, this is why I keep Simon and Keelan a little bit drunk at all times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Makes sense. That sure, wasn't, a normal, coffee. Coffee. Did it. <laughs> wasn't the normal coffee. It wasn't the normal coffee I was drinking. Is that why you sent me that, coffee. You sent me that six-pack before I, like, just before yeah. I started? Yeah, okay. All right. That drink you have got no sugar in it, but it doesn't say anything about no alcohol. <laughs> 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 Uh, Fanta, more like Funta. Oh. Fun. It's like a vampire. Oh, yeah. What do the vampire drink? Funta. Um, <laughs> about the um, the rerouting power thing, that reminds me of, I don't know if you played it, Star Wars Squadrons. That's one of the main mechanics of Squadrons. Yeah. yeah and that game was- Fuck, I didn't put, I didn't put that together. Yeah, that's super fun. Um, like, just like, yeah, having to like, all right, cool, I want to get out of this situation. Let's switch everything to full power and just blast out of here. And then like- pop into the middle of a battle and then switch back to full weapons and just blast away. It was, it, once you got the hang of it, it, it sort of 
made sense. How cool would it be if like emergency situation, you're like, oh, do I use my guns? Do I use my shield? Do I put it to the engine? Whatever. And then you decide to put it to the engine to gun it. And then you're flying to a planet for safety. And then you hit a load screen. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And then it pops back in and you landed automatically. Like, yeah, that was nothing. Oh, I did it. Yeah. Like, look at me inside. go. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of going. The showcase kept going, mm. and we also had, uh, just to touch upon a few quick things, part of the showcase, we saw the first gameplay reveal of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Valheim is coming to PC Game Pass this year and Xbox and next year. Microsoft Flight Simulator releases World Update 10, which is a big focus on America, I believe. And Fall Guys is doing a bit of a Halo crossover um, with a trailer that went really long for what it was. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, well, I'm... Valheim is That's pretty fun. I've played a little bit of it with um, yeah, my co-host Kyron. Yeah, it's it's really fun. So, yeah, getting into more people's hands via Game Pass is a great idea. Um, it's really cool. I've been keen that it looks looks like a good yeah. time. It good. is. It, it's, but yeah, it's a good laugh. Not only did we have the Xbox, but the, the extended showcase this week, we also had the Capcom showcase, which was at the much more manageable time at 8, 8 a.m. <laughs> on uh, on Tuesday. I was a big fan of that. That was 6 a.m. for me. We got to see I did not wake more up. Street Fighter 6, which Street Fighter 6, from everyone who was at the show and got to play the games, has been yep. like the talk of the town. Everyone's saying it's the game of the yep. show. Uh, so, okay. I'm- Street Fighter mm. 6, you have my attention. I'm pretty fucking excited for it. I was always a Street Fighter kid. I'm not huge into fighting games except for like Smash Brothers. That's the only one that I've put hours upon hours into. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but Street Fighter 6, everything, every time I see it, I'm just like, this looks fucking cool. Like, I'm really into this. Like, the music's great. So- I love the art direction. The detail in the stages oh, looks great. Very much into it. Uh, we also got to see more of that dinosaur game, which isn't Dino Crisis. Exoprimal. Exoprimal. <laughs> You're fighting big weather storms of dinosaurs. There's Dino Fall, uh, raining raptors, there's a triceratops. You're in a mech suit, and there are some sort of angry AI that's mad at humanity. It looks fucking bizarre and bonkers, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it has... Dinosaurs and mech suits, so I guess it has my attention. I'm, I'm, I'm interested uh, in it. I, I kind of want to play it. Yeah. I, uh, I'll see. I don't know. I think <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, I think uh, it overexcites my mind a little bit. <laughs> it's, sorry, Exoprimal is proof that you can have too much of a good thing. Yeah. I think it's too bad. many dinosaurs. It's my favorite. I never get sick of seeing that shot of like a portal opening up and just like 100,000 raptors falling out. And just like <laughs> scrambling so through the air, it just kills me every time. I'm like, all right, you've got, it's you like got me in. Jurassic World crossed with World War Z. Yeah. Just weird shit going on there. Yeah. But we also got to see some Resident Evil, mm-hmm. which got me very excited in multiple ways, one of them being horny. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see a brief gameplay glimpse of Resident Evil 4 remake. Resident Evil 4, one of the greatest games ever made i was discussing it pre-show it's probably my top five maybe top three if i'm being cheeky we got to see a bit of gameplay and it looks stunning it is that same massive upgrade we saw with resident evil 2 and 3 remakes that came in the last few years um everything basically has been redesigned that we saw some of the opening areas they look completely different it's now nighttime uh if if anyone remembers the opening areas of resident evil 4 it was very autumnal it was very orange and yellow. Yeah. It was sunset. Yeah. 
Very interesting vibe for a horror game. It was. They've got enough. Screw that. It was it's the Breaking nighttime. Bad Mexico filter. Exactly. Orange filter on everything. Yep. Um, the yeah. Ganada have been redesigned, the, the enemies. Um, and this looks really good. I think it's coming out, what, March 28th? 28. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I could not be. This is arguably my most anticipated game in the next 12 months. Wow. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this just because a remix and reimagining of one of the, my favorite games. I, I love the idea for it. I know a lot of people are like, well, it's perfect to, to keep it how it is. Good news. If you want to play the original version of how and play it how it is, it exists on everything. In a few different forms. So go play that. On everything. Fuck off. This is a remix. It is on everything. Yeah. But um, that's the thing. I would recommend still yeah. playing the original. Like I said last time we talked about it, I still think it holds up yep. relatively well. I think it's still pretty fun to play through. Give it a go. And also look forward to the remake because this looks awesome. It's, it looks great. I, I haven't been really excited for one of these remakes because I've never had that affinity for Resident Evil. Before was the one that I've played and I've played through a few times and and really enjoyed. And I'm really the thing I'm really curious about is to see how they're going to handle the... Um, the cutscene stuff because that was one of the first games that I ever played that was like ah cutscene I'll put my controller down and watch this wonderful cutscene nah. nope press A bitch press A yeah go, go, go. go I really hope that the big lake monster which name I've forgotten actually looks like something now yeah. because it used to just be a big <sighs> blob of mud yep it was a fun fight because yeah. how many Horror games have you fight a big fish? Mm-hmm. Not enough. Yep. Um, this is cool. Also, just a shout out, uh, Joel, your your co-host on the wonderful Dialogue Options podcast. If you haven't checked it out, go check them out. Give them some love, subscribe, give their podcast a little kiss with the ears. Kyron in the chat said in regards to Exo Primal, once again, I wanted a Dino Crisis, not a Dino Crisis. <laughs> well played. Well played, sir. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, when I said that more horror games need a fish monster in it, another game that had a fish monster in it is Resident Evil Village. I don't want to go into spoiler territory there, though. Um, we're getting the Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. We got promised DLC for a very, very good... I really, really enjoyed Village. I've been considering... Before this announcement, I was considering playing it again. Now I definitely will be playing it again. On October 28th, we'll be getting three new pieces of content. Uh, the first is an expansion called Shadows of Rose which takes place 16 years after Village and takes Ethan and Mia's daughter, Rose, back to the village. Um, if anyone's finished the game, mild, look, the game's been out for two years now. Mild spoilers here, but you see a grown-up version of Rose. She looks like, do you guys know that artist Tones and I, she did yes. that Dance Monkey yeah. song? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, Does she yeah. look like her? Yeah, I can see that. It could just be blonde hair and the hat. I don't know. I think she looks but like you play any sort of like- maybe. Indie recording artists at the moment, maybe like that's a good point. Yeah, um, I, I think I think it's the like the converse. Yeah. And she everything looks like as she well. could fit right like, into a like a Life is Strange game. You could sort of cut her. I respect the hustle. Yeah, yeah. into that. Uh, it looks like the game takes place a lot in her own psyche. You see, there's like a version of mm. her. Uh, but something that I'm hearing is it's going to be a lot harder than Village because it's going to be uh, stronger enemies but a lot less health and a lot less ammo, which, all right, cool. Very intrigued by it. It's not what I expected because I, I kind of thought that the last few mainline Resident Evil games have actually followed a singular character being Ethan Winters. I thought this next game would 
continue the Winters storyline. And spoiler alert, at the end of Village, you see uh, Rose grown up. And it looks like she's near like a boarding school. And I thought, okay, that could be a real cool place to have a horror game set. Yeah. That would That'd be, be yeah. sick. I, I would have loved to you play as her, but play in her own story. I wonder if this is kind of cutting that off and like, if she gets a DLC, she's not going to be a main character. We'll find out. Speaking of the main story though, uh, this new drop of content will also include a third person mode for Resident Evil Village. So you get to play and you get to see the back of Ethan mm. Winch's head. Um, which, whatever. But it also means you get to look at Lady Dimitrice and her beautiful daughters from different angles. Not in like a horny way, that's not true. like an outright horny way, but just in like, oh, that's ple- pleasant to see them kind of way. I'm not sure. Have they said that this um, is going to be like a, you can switch between them at will, like via like the settings menu? Because. Not too sure about yeah. that. I don't know. Um, it's going to make a lot of parts of the game very easy. Though. I'm a very I'm easy. a big scaredy cat. Um, there is video proof of that. Uh, if you go to, there's not much on there, but the dialogue options, shameless self-promotion. Um the the YouTube channel. Um, I did a uh, I did a playthrough, um, of the demo for Resident Evil Seven. Um, so if you want to hear a grown man scream like an old uh, woman, maid- maiden. Uh, yeah. What was it called? Yeah, maiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I played through that. If you want to hear a grown man scream like an old woman, um, that's that's the place to go. I do. Um, I mean, it's. Yeah, so ever since then, I've always just been a little bit nervous about new Resident Evil <laughs> because I was like, that still traumatised me to this day. So having the third person, I don't know, in my mind makes that feel a little less scary. Which I, I, I completely yeah, agree. I, it's, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. Village is such a weird game. It's very campy. It's very camp, actually. But there is one... One part of the game, if anyone who's played the game will know, oh, Simon is doing something. He he is possessed at the moment for anyone watching on Twitch. What? I don't know what he's doing. He's shaking about. His internet's out. Oh, he's on full run evil. Yeah, this is cool. No, no, this is fine. I like <laughs> oh. this a lot. This is mad. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up the stream and sit. Oh, my goodness. This God. is the best yeah, thing I've ever seen. What? <laughs> That is that is terrible. But I like that he's shaking his head no. So you can ask him a question, then you get the answer you want. Hey Simon, is Monster Hunter a good game? Oh no, you've changed your mind. Oh no. Yeah, this is that's that's uh that's terrifying. Um That is terrifying. And I'm glad that it happened at this moment because yes, there is a part in, in village that is Donkey's back. That is uh, hands down the most psychologically damaging piece of gameplay I've ever played. I've, that includes PT. I've heard about that. Um, I've heard oh, about man. that part. It's so good. I can't wait. To and it's one of the reasons why, because everyone was, when I heard people saying like, oh, Village is like pretty campy. I'm like, all right, this is what I like. This is what I liked about Resident Evil 4. Um, so I was like, maybe I can play this one. And then the, I, I, they were like, oh, there's also this part where this happens. And I was like, and for that reason, I'm out. Um, I'm very yep. sorry. <laughs> Can't do it. That's a fair call. That's a fair yeah. call. Um, and then last of all, we get some new um, playable characters for the Mercenaries mode, which includes Heisenberg, which is not not Heisenberg from Breaking Bad. It's the the, the cowboy man from Village. Um, and Lady Dimitris in her 10-foot-tall glory. 
So you get to look down on these little minions and cut them in half and just... I like I and love the funny that thing they- is you have to crouch to go through doors. That's so good. Sorry, I man. love that they mentioned that too. It's like you can look down on these like minions. like they know what they're doing with this. They know. Yeah. 100%. So good. Mate, when that when that VR content comes out, I'm just going to have a permanently cream. <laughs> <laughs> Lol jokes. They're daughters I'm into. Um, <laughs> now, that's all the uh, Resident Evil news we we got. We, we did get a little bit more the previous week, including the VR that we just mentioned. But at this point, look, normally I write surprisingly a fair few notes for each topic that we go through but for this one i have two words monster hunter i didn't even include the term sunbreak because there's no need because i'm not going to be saying much here simon joel you guys are a monster hunter expert so i'm going to let you have at it <sighs> actually no sorry scratch it i'm going to have a complaint i'm going to have a little bit of a bitch beforehand <laughs> go for i it. went to download the sunbreak demo sunbreak demo became available um at the time of the showcase i believe pretty much nintendo Nintendo, Papa Nintendo. I know you're out there. I know you're listening. Doug Bowser, you son of a bitch. Fix your fucking store. <laughs> what the unholy <laughs> shit is it? I went on there to find a demo to play you one of your glorious games, okay? So I can play your system more because my friends, my Switch is dusty. <laughs> I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it so much. I go to the store and I see that there's like an event page where you can see Monster Hunter Sunbreak demo. Okay, cool. You click on it, and it gives you all the different versions of Monster Hunter, being Monster Hunter Rise. Then there is two for Sunbreak for some reason. Then there's what? What, what are the other DLC? Then there's like Wings of Ruin or whatever it is. There's yeah, like so six or seven different tabs you click, in, click into. Yeah. So yeah, if you Monster were so good. wanting to download the Monster Hunter Sunbreak demo, you'd click on the part that says it. Oh wait, no, no, no. that's not a button for some reason. But you can go into Sunbreak. And then there's a button to pre-order. That's a bit weird. So you go through all the other options and some of them say try demo, but there's no try sunbreak demo. It's weird. I had to Google it. And the way you go to get it is that you go to Monster Hunter Rise, click into it. When it says try demo, which you would safely assume was for Rise, you click into that. Yeah. And then unprompted there is a sub menu that says Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Okay. I went to download it and just because live keeps kicking me, the uh, internet didn't want to work and it, it conked out at like 70%. Mm. That's heartbreaking. That is- so guys, lift me, up, lift me up on this game because Doug Bowser, blaming him personally, has burnt me here <laughs> yeah. Okay, with his shitty little handheld. <laughs> guys, bring me back on board. Why am I excited as a lapsed Monster Hunter World player? Why am I going to get excited for something? I will say this, first of all. If you want to play your Switch more, you need to play more indie games because that's what it's perfect for. That's what I use my Actually, Switch for. Actually, when you say that, yeah. I was scrolling through the games I had. I'm like, oh, I could, I could play Carrion again. Carrion was a I could send you a substantial list of things to check out. <laughs> Leave it with yeah, me. Yeah, if I was going yeah. <laughs> to get recommendations on indie games, I'll trust the dialogue options, boys. Wholeheartedly, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's my shit. You Look, if I, if I want, if it's I want jam. actual advice or information on video games proper, I'm asking those two, <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Keelan. I love you guys, it's, but it's no. secret. It's mostly Kyron. <laughs> He's the smart one. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monsanto, sell me. All right. All right. <clears throat> so, first off. 
Uh, right, let's just sort of go through the trailer a little bit. We've got a really cool returning map, which is the jungle from the second generation games, um, which is completely revamped. looks really nice now. And it's just, oh, just oozes character. There's like a ruin, which falls into a cave where a few monsters live. And there's like this really cool sort of like coastline and stuff. That looks really good. I'm very, very excited for that. We've got uh, so many returning monsters, which I'm really excited for. Astalos being one of them. So Astalos is a basically dragonfly-inspired flying wyvern with electric powers. It's so fucking cool. So cool. It is awesome. I love it. And its armor is brilliant. Um, And then in this trailer, we got a look at a couple of new ones. So Espinas um, was originally in Monster Hunter Frontier. Now, Monster Hunter Frontier is a really weird game. It was essentially a sort of MMO light that was only available in Japan and I think in South Korea. And it took a lot of monsters from the franchise that you know already existed. And then only after a little while did they actually start to include some brand new ones. Espinas is one of the first uh, original frontier monsters. Um, and now it's, I think, the third one to actually make its way over to the main series. Really fucking cool. So most people, most Monster Hunter players haven't actually fought this thing. And so it looks really fucking good because this thing is just, it's a sleepy boy. All he wants to do is have a nap and he doesn't take you seriously until you've whacked him in the face several times. Then he's like, okay, you want to fuck with me, do you? I'm going to take you you, to town. Why are you hurting it though? It's just trying to sleep. This is what bugs me about this goddamn game. I love the monster design so much. The, um, in, in world, what's like that electric squirrel? Uh, Ah, Toby Kodachi? Cutting spikes? That one. Loved it. Awesome. The big fat lizard, lovely fella. Great. Okay, went to his wedding. The big Articuno thing with, with feathers on it. The, the Legiana. Big blue bird. Beautiful. Yeah, Stunning. I Look, I'm very much over, over every second creature being a dragon. I'm sick of dragons. But there, is, like, there are some monsters in that that I'm just like, just be my friend. Just be cool. Well, there's, there's- you know what they should make? Monster Hunter Snap. You go around, and rather than being a hunter, you are taking photos. It's kind of with it's, your magical it's kind of in, Palico camera. It's kind of in Rise already. You can take photos and and put them. You as can like photos. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then you cut cut this magical thing up, and you make yourself a beanie. Like, yeah, no, you make yourself a, a really sick hunting horn or a really terrifying one if you have the <laughs> um, the Resident Evil looking motherfucker from from Rise. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, yeah. The slimy looking one that yeah, looks yeah. like that a, was that. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. Oh boy. From yeah. from World, yeah. Valhazak. Oh, gross. I hated it. Um <laughs> So also in the trailer we got um Damio Hermitor, which is another crab monster. So we saw um Shogun Cenator, which is a crab monster with like slicey slicey pincers. Um things a little bitch is what it is. And then Damio Hermitor has like these big pincers that it uses to like protect its face um, and guard and, you know, then retaliate. These, 
I don't love them personally. I don't love these monsters. Oh, you really <laughs> built that all up like these. Nah, fucking every single one of them. No, no, no. I'm gonna kill every single one of them. No, no. I don't. I don't love fighting them, but I love their designs. I think design-wise, these things are really fucking cool. Um, you know, it's essentially a massive fucking hermit crab, which is wearing like a Diablos skull for its shell. It's fucking cool. But the little you can bitches. tell uh, Simon's on his side because every second word he says is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we get along. Um, that's me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then we saw a little bit more of Astalos, which looks really cool. Mm. Uh, we saw the Rachnakadaki subspecies called Pyre. Sorry, the what? Rachnakadaki. That sounds like a shit indie band. It does a little bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. It's like a song. It's like a song from Animal Collective. <laughs> it's a it's a fire spider, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I like how someone had to had to correct me like it's not a song, Jesse. It's a fire spider in my <laughs> magical hunting <laughs> game. Unfortunately, it's not a cool song. It's a fire spider. Can't, then, sorry, I said an animal collective song. It's not a cool song. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the trailer, we saw um, Gotarag, which is that like Oni inspired monster. Yes. Um, get fucking bodied. By Gormagala. Mm. And holy shit, I am so excited. Gormagala is one of my favorite monsters. It's like my best mate's absolute favorite. And this thing is so fucking cool. It basically, it's designed to look like a fucking villain with like its wings that look like a cape. And it's so it, cool. It is very cool. It is, it is so like, damn cool. It is cool. one of the best ones I've It's seen. like some Castlevania then, on steroids shit. Like, it's great. Yeah. I love it's it. It's so good. It has... You know when you see, like, a vampire in a game, there's that, like, cockiness to it? Like, yep. yeah. it knows that it is above yep. you. That's what this monster has. It feels it like, oh, I shouldn't even be here. It's got some, yeah. big, yeah. some big Devil May Cry energy to it. Like It does. It does. Oh, I'm, so, I'm so happy that Gormagala's coming back because it's one of my favorites. Um, and, like, the we've actually uh, seen on social media now, Capcom did show a little sneak peek at some of the armor. So we've seen the male and female armor, and it looks awesome. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, and also, on top of that, Speaking we are skins, getting... New skins for the dog. Yeah. And one of them is just a dog. It's just yes. lazy dog. Yep. I know. It's Alex, great. Yeah. It's the best. It is good. Uh, and then also... Wait, the Palicos are the cats. What are the dogs called? Palamutes. Palamutes. Palamutes, okay. Palamutes. Are you Pal- the Palico also has a uh, a new skin, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the new layered armor. They're pre-order bonuses, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, pre-order bonuses. Yep. Um, Very interesting. And then in the same vein as Iceborne, um, the game is going to continue to be updated for a while. So we're getting new title updates basically every quarter. So the first one will be in autumn, which would be spring, Australian spring, so probably around sort of September, November, that sort of period. Um and yeah, that will be where we get <laughs> Lucent Naga Cougar, which is the, the thing behind me. This is Lucent Naga Cougar. So this thing at home, Simon has a lot of fun with his little camera. Okay, he's gone off chops, I, I and he has some sort of <laughs> did, um, some sort of like space moon rat, um, the bit of a wolf. Yeah, look close enough. Vibe to it. It's like a it's like a rat wyvern behind him. It's, it, it's a panther, but yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. I forgot to do this to you. It's got Funky Cole Medina or whatever the fuck you called it. <laughs> yeah, well, look. Nagakuga. Lucent Nagakuga is another one that I'm really excited for. We last saw it in 3 Ultimate. Um, and basically, this little bastard goes invisible, jumps around and like fires poison spikes out of its tail at you. And it's so much fun. And when it's angry, you can see where it is because its eyes glow red and you can see the trailing lights of its oh. angry red eyes. It's so cool. So you sort of predict where it's going to go and you like try and knock it out of its angry says It's so much fun. It's so now, much fun. With Sunbreak, is that, is that really what we're getting with Sunbreak? It's a new narrative, obviously. Mm. And a bunch of new monsters. Or is there anything else new coming as part of Sunbreak? Uh, there's new so switch skills, which are the yeah, silk find exactly. attacks, which are the yeah. the special abilities uh, you can do in uh, Monster Hunter Rise. So we're getting more of those, and we're getting a switch thing, which basically you can swap your loadout halfway yeah. through a fight, basically on command. It's really cool. So you can it's have one awesome. set of moves for the start of the fight. You're walking, you know, you're doing your basic stuff. And then you press this button combination, do a cool little evade, and then you've got a different set of abilities mm-hmm. that you can use. And it is really <laughs> damn fun. And it's, it's really cool too, because like it, it leads itself open to like crazy combo situations, like comboing mm. up these different like um skills and stuff that you've got. Um, or if you're like me, like a hunting horn player as well, like giving yourself buffs and then like switching yourself in. Yeah, I, I, there's so much cool stuff that this. Play with the hunting horn. Yeah, hunting horn's great. That's cool. Hunting horn's that's cool. So much so, fun. I've spoken about Monsanto World multiple times on the show, um, and I, I I use the insect clay, but I used it wrong for eighty hours. <laughs> um, and then when I started using it right, I was an absolute beast with it. But hunting horn was one of those weapons as I went through the whole thing, of like, all right, I, I get why people love this game because that. That is such a dumb and bizarre weapon, but the fact that it has made it all the way through to Monster Hunter World and then obviously onwards means that people use it and they are good yeah. with it. And then when I got really into World and I was looking up like YouTube tutorials of like, okay, what's the best light out with the glaive and stuff like that? I saw people using sort of end game horns. And they were, they were so cool. so much fun. I, I purposely, I made myself... I, I like I didn't force myself because I wanted to. I but I like I made a point of when I started playing Rise that I wanted to get better with the hunt. I wanted to learn the hunting horn basically, and yeah, like it's so much fun just getting into the rhythm of like buffing yourself, giving yourself a heal after taking some damage, and then like unleashing like the I can't remember like the the, the um it's it's like ultimate attack with it as well, and just getting that extra couple of hits in. Uh, and every time you do it and you get that full combo, it was so satisfying. Um, but yeah, like... What do you use, Simon? I use Sword and Shield. I've been nice. a Sword and Shield main since uh, I played basic, Fry. Absolute basic bitch. Mate, easy to learn, difficult to master, mm. and it's yeah. also it's incred- incredibly strong. It is great. And also the fact that we've got mm. goddamn oils back. Ah. Oh. Juicy. That's some good shit. Oily and juicy. Hunting horn and katana is the way I switch between. That's at the at the That's fair. That's fair. I wanna look I wanna if I was to play world again, I would I wanna give the daggers a go. The double the dual daggers. That's what I played world. They just seem dual blades fun and fast. Dual blades are fun. Dual blades are really fun. 
Look, Jesse, I know you said you're kind of apprehensive in regards to uh, Rise, but I genuinely More recommend... Well, it's, more so... I, I, I think... So, for context here, Simon and I had a bit of a conversation over on over on Twitter. Um, you can follow us at Twitter, at StoryModeAUS, um, where I said, I love Monster Hunter World. I really got on board with World. Um, and I picked up Rise... Like, Simon, I gave you so much shit when Rise was coming out. I was goddamn pumped for it. Whenever I said, I'm like, oh, maybe I won't get it. I was just staring you up. I was, I was always thinking about it. Um, but I played it for an hour or two, and I couldn't get into it. And I think for me personally, especially as somebody who came in with World, which seemed like such a grand game, it was huge. Everything felt big in it. It had a really cool sense of scale. It felt criminal to me to have that locked into a Switch. And now I know that you can play Switch docked on the TV, and now you can play um, Rise on PC. But it's still essentially a, a it was a, it's a game that was made for the Switch, so it never felt to me like an evolution of World in a technical aspect. It did in some gameplay aspects, cool. Like I love things like the 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 bug wire, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah, the wire bug. Shit like that yeah, seems really yeah. cool, and you got a dog now, and I'm always happy with that. But I'm I'm waiting for the next mainline console monster. Like, I will lose my mind over that. I think I, I just it's criminal to see these massive monsters on a little screen, or then you know projected onto a larger screen, and they seem a little bit stretched out. They don't look as good as they did in World. Well, because it's funny because think- monster, yeah, monster has always been yeah. known for being a, a portable oh. game. Yeah, so yeah. like World was sort of the exception to the rule. From my understanding, my very limited knowledge, I came into World, uh, World was my first real entry and where I dove in. But, like, my understanding was always that, yeah, it was it was always a portable game. Um, so That's my issue because I came into World. So I never experienced that as a portable game. That's fair. So my expectation so, of it is just, like, in that initial look of a game will stick with you for a while. My yeah, initial look yeah, of this so- game is like, this is big. I need to play it on a big screen. It needs to look beautiful. I need to have sound speakers up. It's going to be rad. I think, in a way, you're kind of doing yourself such a disservice, and it's a shame, genuinely, because Rise, I would actually argue, World was cool, but World was messy. It wasn't focused. They were experimenting with a lot of stuff. A lot of it worked out. A lot of it didn't. I really appreciate the effort that went into it and trying to make it as accessible as it was and you know, trying to get as many people into the, to the franchise as possible. But at the same time, it kind of lost sight of a few things. And Rise really brought the focus back in a bit. I hate some aspects of World. One thing that really annoys me about World is that I always feel like I'm fighting against the environment. I'm not mm. just fighting a monster. I have to uh, I make sure I don't stand under this boulder because that's going to fall down in a second. And I've got it's to... Great. It's not... It's It's... It's See, not me but, versus but, the but, monster. That's, the yeah, problem that's is, it. I think I agree. I, I I I approach Monster Hunter as this: it's me versus the monster. It's a boss fight, and it's a game about boss fights with cool lizards and dragons and raptors and you know little T Rexes or whatever. That's the fun I have with it: is that it's a boss fight, and, and it has the mechanics to to back it up as well. Like the, 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 once you yeah. get into the mechanics and and your rhythm with like fighting whatever particular monster you're fighting, that's where the fun comes from. It's, like that's what that's what goes yeah, through my head. I'm absolutely. not worried about 
I, I, I go, oh, man, that monster looks really cool. I'm not too worried about how cool it looks, I guess, in a way, um, until it's on my body. And then it's what I care about yeah. how cool it looks. Yeah, and so, until until you're wearing it as <laughs> See, a yeah. pair of trousers. This is the look. This is the look I get when I'm about to stir Simon <laughs> up a little bit. But Simon, so what you're saying is you want to have these boss battles, but you find like when there's other things to worry about, it's a little bit too too hard for you. The game's a little bit too difficult. Have you ever thought about getting good? <laughs> oh dear. Because I man- I managed to do it. I'm like, I'm, I can look at boulders. Says the man who didn't know how to use time. the insect part of an insect glaive. <laughs> coming from the man who didn't need to use the insect part of the insect glaive, I got very good at flipping. <laughs> very good. I will show you footage of me playing that game. I am very good with insect glaive now. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. How, I didn't know the car went out of first gear. But when you when you showed me, holy shit! <laughs> I'm flooring it. Um, Initial no, it's like, I think I have a feeling that world may not have spoken to hardcore Monster Hunter fans because it was a break from the traditional. But it definitely spoke to gamers. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, It's absolutely. still the best-selling um, uh, Monster Hunter game. So Capcom I think. Game. Some of the parts yeah. that made it a bit weird. Oh, the best in Capcom game? Yeah. It's, yep. it's either still it broke it's every right Capcom there, yeah. record. That's huge. Well, that proves my point even more. That you were both wrong. It's the children <laughs> who are wrong, okay? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. But it's, it's not so much a, a matter of the mechanics that don't seem good to me in, in Rise, because they do. It, it's purely the presentation. I just This is a game made for a small screen, and I... It bums me out a little bit because I never played them on a small screen. My first yeah. instance of playing them was on a, on, a, on a big screen. It just seemed a little more grand and everything like that. But look, I'll, I'll give when it eventually downloads, I can find it, Doug. Um, I'll play the Sunbreak demo. I feel like but, we've had this conversation when I when I lied and I said I'd play the Rise demo and I didn't. Yeah, no, you never did. Well, I didn't play end. it, but I didn't play it much. And then I bought the but game. This, this seems choice. a little bit demo, longer. I'm going to give it a shot. it on PC. Get it on PC. You can get it through Steam. It looks great on PC. It runs incredibly well because, yes, this is a game that's designed for Switch. So naturally, it upscales fantastically on PC because the RE engine is phenomenal. And I've got to give Capcom credit for that. Like, God damn. And, and also, just, a, just yeah, shout just, out to- do, you know what, do you know what the RE stands for? I do. Simon, do you know what it stands for? I actually don't. So the obvious answer would be Resident Evil, wouldn't it? Because yeah, yeah, but it's not. Is it like reach for it's the moon? Reach for the moon or, or like some shit. Yeah, and that's why the logo is the hand reaching up. It's not a zombie hand. hand. It's like, yeah. They have, Capcom has no fucking clue how acronyms work. No, clearly. Like the reason Resident Evil is not called RE4 isn't because it's Resident Evil. It's because Resident starts with R and E. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just worked that <laughs> yeah. way. It's, yeah. That's how it works, yeah. Um, yeah, I... Oh, absolutely, clowns. Karen in the chat as well, my co-host from Dialogue Options. It's like, it, yeah, we should all hunt. You should get this game. We should squad up. We should we should go hunting. He's talking about hunting me because I'm dissing on the game. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, sorry, just before we just before we wrap up as well, there is a point I forgot to make when we we're talking about Resident Evil Four. You guys saw the trailer, mm-hmm. yes. Congratulations, Capcom, for making Leon Kennedy uh, more of a babe. Good work. Yeah, he's, when I saw him, he's a good-looking boy. My, my Twitter got real horny from him real quickly. Good-looking boy. I was, yeah. He's a good, well, handsome man. 
when I saw the trailer, I'm like, ah, there's the next BTS member. I didn't realise. <laughs> Hells yeah. <laughs> Hells yeah. Um, and, the, and the president's daughter doesn't look like Lindsay Lohan anymore. No. Yeah. As much. So, good stuff. I, I, I'm wondering if she's still going to sound like, Leon. 100%. But you've just given me a flashback yep. to the water pump room. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to that ad. All at all. Anyway, we will discuss more about Resident Evil as we get more information in the future. Um, but until then, Joel, thank you so much for for joining in. Um, where where can people find you? Uh you can in general, just in public. Uh, you can find me like at, on Twitter at, at Jolly Mac, um, and also yeah, over on Dialogue Options, we have a video game podcast, and we we do some fun stuff. My friend Kyron and I, we we do like a fortnightly show. Um, schedule's been all over the shop lately because of life. But um, yeah, so if you if you enjoyed listening to me here, come and come and say hi to us over there. We have we have some story mode members on sometimes as well. Jesse's been on the yeah, show. Yeah, boy. So I'm gonna get you in on the action. Um, <laughs> gonna get you in. And yeah, we we we're gonna keep stealing yourself and, and Karen to drop on our show when we need people who know what the fuck they're talking I, about. So, I'm, I'm not sure you guys I are free next week. So we, energy, but like, I'm happy to be here. It's a lot of fun. Dude, you are a <laughs> absolute legend today. Uh, and um, yeah, thank you. All goes well. I think we'll have you both on part three of our non E three E three coverage, whatever the hell we're calling it. Yeah, next year I'll come up with a better name for this, <laughs> as Jeff Keeley should. <laughs> um, but while you're checking out dialogue options on. Spotify and iTunes and all good podcasting platforms. Remember to also check us out. Sorry, Radio Video Game Podcast. Um, and also check out other fan critical podcasts. Uh, fan critical is the podcast network that we're part of. They review movies, TV shows, all that pop culture goodness. So make sure you give them some love, subscriptions and reviews and all the top of that. Reviews will help all of us out so much. So if you if you are kind enough to, please drop us, drop us a preferably five-star review <laughs> don't give us one star don't do it Come on. don't be that guy now that i've put it out there it's gonna be like the strizen effect and i've kind of invited that <laughs> no no just, now, just keep up to date with all the don't be that guy don't be if you want to keep up to date with us on social media we're at story mode aus that's on facebook twitter and instagram we're also on twitch at story mode aus we can catch us recording these podcasts usually once a week but we're Thought we'd get nasty this week. Um, Ooh, so we also special. do a bunch of streams. Um, I'm sure Plan will probably be doing some some uh, Monster Hunter in the coming weeks. Um, uh, yeah, my a- plan a- is AFL to... streams. Look at him! Um, just absolutely, just charges on in. Charges on. He's, he's full of that Monster Hunter energy. That's what it is. I am, okay, I you rev him up. Really he I, starts saying I, fuck too that, much, and then he's like the body in. That, that, that monster energy loves that monster energy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more monster energy more than a advertising Kaj- ideas. <laughs> yeah, this is more monster energy than a Kojima game. Uh. <laughs> well, look, I've been pl- I played a bit of the demo earlier and I really enjoyed it. And I'm actually going to stream the last two hunts, um, probably to some point tomorrow, which will be Friday. Um, and then look, maybe the this I'll podcast probably... will even be out by then. Who knows? Who knows what that's going to Yeah, well, who knows. But um, yeah. I but mean, if you want to keep up to date with whenever Simon is doing that, uh, follow us at Story Mode AUS. Yes, I had to rain control back from you, you crazy, crazy excitable yeah, man. Uh, you can also <laughs> follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Spanner. 
Simon's at SI421, and Joel is at Jolie Mac, as mentioned. With that, lads, thanks for that one. Joel, absolute lifesaver for jumping in. Uh, hopefully, Keelan's up and running. Yes. Um, yeah. we'll forward your complaints later, but, uh, to Keelan at Elon Musk on Twitter. At Elon Musk. Um, forward all complaints to him at Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Uh, not good enough for space. Not good enough for <laughs> Earth. Let's find somewhere else for him. Probably a bin. <laughs> With that. Let's wrap the, this one up. As I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Everyone in the chat, thanks for the love. Thanks for the threats, because I still think that Kyron wants to hunt me. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys had fun. And we'll catch you next week. So stay safe, play some games, stay up late, watch E3. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye. 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 Oh, a little kiss for Leon Kennedy. A little more, more, more.